When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Welcome back to Draft Vice. It is here. We are here. It is now. We are close to football season, folks. We are here. We are here. It is now. There we go. <laughs> Captain Obvious. That is just <laughs> football season is less than a few days away, man. Oh, kickoff less, is coming. Yeah, less than a week. Definitely less than a week by the time this gets out there. Less than a week. Well, it, well we're recording it already with less than a week. Well, yeah, I mean, but, you know, when this gets to you, it'll be uh, even less, less. lesser than a week. <laughs> we are here. Yes. So welcome back to Draft Vice. If you want, you can follow the podcast at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram, at DraftVice on Twitter. If you want, you can follow me at Brojo Death Punch on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, basically all all platforms where you can follow people. And uh, do you have a follow account? Yeah, Palms142 Instagram. And then we also have the Bi State Football. I uh, have no idea what that handle is. That though. is drafting so, tonight while oh we're recording. Oh, my God. This. Yes. Well, not while we're recording it. Yes, you're doing the dra- live <laughs> cast the draft. <laughs> yeah. Then you we really get to that. see it. Yeah. That would, that would be dope. Maybe we'll do that next time on Draft Vice. Yeah. So, uh, we could capture that. Also, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Leave a five star review. Subscribe. Try to get this going up in the up in the rankings. Up yeah. in the rankings. Up in the rankings. Yeah, we and pay it, attention. We we do our part. Yeah. Uh, also, YouTube. Do do the YouTube. Like it. Subscribe to the YouTube. And uh, we'll have some more sexy stuff. But and also the Instagram, which seems to be the the most popping thing we got. So anyway. Dude, it is cut down day uh, yesterday. Now everybody's putting in their waiver claims, it, it, and we've had a bunch of crazy-ass trades. Football season is here, and it has been the craziest two weeks before football season I think I've seen in a while. At least three weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, at least three weeks. <laughs> but, yeah, freaking Houston, man. Making moves left and right. Trading everything. Just yeah. trade. But they didn't even get much. So they trade Jadavian Clowney, if you didn't hear. I don't know how you didn't hear by now. The Texans has traded Jadavian Clowney to the Seattle Seahawks. And for a third-round pick, Barkevius Mingo and uh, a line, another linebacker. Uh, is it Robert Martin? Something like Russell that. Russell Martin. And, uh, Russell Martin. Sounds like he's related to their center, uh, Nick Martin. Maybe. But... It's just been a crazy week. And then not only that, they they made an agreement with the Seattle Seahawks to pay half of his tender. So they're going to pay like $7 million for him to play on the Seahawks. Yep. Well, And they got all that for a third-round pick. Yeah, and, and Barkavius Mingo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Former first-round pick, Barkavius Mingo. Yeah. So that was an interesting day, and everybody saw this, and they were like, what the f-? It keeps on getting better and better, and the Seattle Seahawks just went ahead, and I think, what was it? The Seattle Seahawks traded Frank Clark uh, earlier this season, and now they have Ziggy Ansah and Jadavian Clowney for the same price tag as they would have for Frank Clark, plus they got a first and a second rounder out of them. Yep. That's insane. Seattle Seahawks are, are doing some crazy things. I mean, there are some front offices, man, that are impressive. I think the Seattle Seahawks are definitely one of them. Yeah, and I got to give credit to Miami. Oh, yes, because we haven't talked about that yet. Yes. There was the uh, Laramie Tunsil trade to the Houston Texans because the Houston Texans kind of flubbed their offensive line this year, and I'm pretty sure Deshaun Watson was at risk for losing his kidneys again. <laughs> and so I guess Bill O'Brien, this is, I think, why they fired their general manager is that uh, he didn't address the offensive line enough. 
and they drafted Titus Howard in the first round. The amount of first round picks that they've spent, the amount of picks they've spent just trying to get this O-line corrected, and they got, now they just traded for Laramie Tunsil from Miami, and they gave them two first rounders and a second rounder, Batamosi and uh, Julian Davenport, which, I mean, you don't want him being your left tackle, that's for damn sure. And they got Kenny Stills, and they got a fourth and a six pack, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess the fourth rounder was the thing I thought was the big kicker there. I thought like the sixth rounder was whatever. Kenny yeah. Stills, I think they were cutting anyway. I don't yeah. think they wanted to keep him. Uh, I do. I do not think that the uh, I, I, Miami's in full tank mode, dude. And I, I'm thinking they're willing to trade whatever they got. They they want as many picks for next year and the picks for the following year as they can get. Yeah. And they're like getting young. You mentioned it, it, this could be a two-year tank. Yeah, this could be a tank. I don't think it's tank for Tua. I think it's tank for Trevor. Yeah, tank for Trevor, which means they might be even looking to trade these picks that they're getting. To trade down and get more picks and just get the next start year. accumulating. Yeah. I think that's going to be their plan going into this year. I mean, now I guess every Miami fan better hope that the Texans don't do well. Which, I mean... Deshaun Watson's still at risk for losing his head playing behind that offensive line because just because you have Laramie Tunsil, I mean, Miami was probably the 32nd ranked offensive line with Laramie Tunsil. Correct, yeah. You know, he's a he's an above average left tackle. He is at that good pass blocker, not as great, not a great run blocker, but he is like probably right outside the top 10 in left tackles. He was the gas mask draft pick, correct? Yes, he was. Yes, he was he the was. guy from, uh, was it Ole Miss? Yeah, I think it was Ole Miss, I think, yeah. And someone hacked his Instagram, just threw him smoking a bong out of a gas mask on draft night. That was good. So the Texans clearly don't care what's going to happen in two years, and they don't have a GM right now. They have Bill O'Brien running everything, and he is like, you know what, we're going to go for it, and if I, die, if I if we go out losing, it don't matter anyway, I'm losing my job, which this is why you have a GM, folks. Yeah, because I, 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 I think it's like very, very selfish because what he's doing, great. If you want to put your name on the line and do it like that, but you're messing with the year of progression for Deshaun Watson. You're missing out on probably, you know, let's say it all goes bad, but like uh, DeAndre Hopkins, like that's, you know, these are big guys, big names that you're messing around with their, their season, you know, and... And the guy they just fired was his pick to be in the front office. So now they just... They they wasted an offseason. They now had to trade first round picks in the next two drafts and a second round pick. Yeah. To go ahead and get a left tackle. That's just a left tackle. You could have probably traded those first rounders to get like offensive linemen at other positions. Yeah. And as long as you are, you know, at that average level for offensive line, Deshaun Watson was behind a crappy offensive line the last two years. <laughs> and it showed, and it caused him injury, and it's not gotten exponentially better. No. So you just you basically just mortgage the future of that franchise. I don't think Deshaun Watson is any happier. Like, no, I, I, I think he's slightly happier. I, I guess he doesn't have to worry about the left tackle position. Yeah, but if I, I feel like okay, he cared about getting like killed every game, but he also cares about the team and like his ability to go farther, maybe into the postseason. With that team, I mean, if you're wasting the two first round picks and the second round pick on Miami's best lineman, I mean, it's not really saying much. And then the other thing is that, like, I, I just don't see these guys being happy with the Texans come 
come this year if it's if it's a bad year. Oh, imagine I mean, this is a bad year, and I not mean, for nothing. Like there's a, there's a lot of opportunity for it to be a bad year yeah. still. And this is ownership. This is ownership giving giving Bill O'Brien the okay to do all this, make all these choices. Well, isn't so? Didn't their owner recently pass away last year? That's who, true. And I think it's now one of his family members that's running it, and probably doesn't know necessarily how to nonetheless handle it's ownership. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, I mean, it always seems to come down to ownership. The, like, the worst franchises are the ones that are being run badly. Like I think that's ones. what happened with Jadavion Clowney, too. I mean, he wasn't dealing with professionals, you know? Well, not only that, but Jadavion Clowney, I mean, like, so they didn't get a deal done before the July 15th deadline. So you weren't extending him. Now it was, okay, well, we'll trade him, right? Well, he, he didn't sign his tender, so he got to pick where he was getting traded to. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to go to Miami. He didn't want to... So he said, listen, I'm not signing the tender to go to Miami. Mm-hmm. And he refused to play there. And that probably cost Houston a couple of draft picks, as we saw. So they can get a left tackle, yeah. yeah exactly. So, And so it was basically his choice of where he wanted to go, and he wanted Seattle or he wanted the Eagles. And Seattle was like, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a third rounder and if you pay half a salary, and we'll give yeah. you Barkevious Mingo. Yeah, he's a great uh, – he's done well for us. Yeah, Take some Barkevious Mingo with him. So, uh, I yeah, the Texans, it's going to be a wild ride of a shit show. And I don't, the problem is, is who gets to clean it up? It, yeah. What's crazy is, though, that the team is talented. I mean, it, it is. It, it's, it's kind of an awkward situation. It's like, it's like when Peyton Manning got hurt on the Colts, right? It was like you saw how much Peyton Manning was a part of that team and how like, it was everything. They, they almost didn't win a game, right? Yeah, it was like two games. I think they won one, and that's what gave them the first pick to Andrew Luck over RG three. Yeah, but like, um, but yeah, there's some players who are just transit. Well, Luck was that way too when he was on the Colts. And there you go. So now because you saw them go two and fourteen or three yeah. and fourteen. So it's just like crazy to see like what's going to happen when you have this a crazy. I I feel like the office side of things is messed up, but the team still has potential to be. Well, but the GM the who drafted those guys isn't there anymore. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And the new GM who was there for one year got fired because how did he handle the O-line? Well, they didn't trade up to get uh, Andre Dillard, so they got stuck with Titus Howard, who was just the next tackle on their board. Mm-hmm. And Titus Howard has not developed because Titus Howard was maybe a third-round pick at best, and he went in the first round. Mm-hmm. And now, now you have an offensive line. Now you hope he develops as at least a guard and – you hope that he gives you know they get enough time to at least let Deshaun Watson throw. It's it's going to be interesting because keep in mind he's got to go up against some pretty rough you know competition. Yeah. Especially you know they play Jacksonville and the Tennessee Titans, which both those teams seem to do pretty well against the Texans. Like it's strange. Yeah, I don't think the Titans are going to be that crazy all this year, but uh, Jackson- well, they're missing Lawan. But Jacksonville, I mean, Jacksonville, Saxonville. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the return of Saxonville. I think. I think Nick Foles is at least an upgrade on, uh, yeah, on Blake Bortles. I think it's now, more granted, than... I'm not as as sure in my pick for Saxonville making it to the playoffs, and it's weird because you'll hear people say they think that Saxonville is going to go four and twelve or ten and six. Like yeah. it's the the strangest like variance. I think they could easily be back to prominence like they were a couple of years ago. It takes everything to come together, but when you look at that division with no Andrew Luck anymore, and now, granted, I think the Colts are going to be a hard out, and I think the Colts... That's a rough division, man. That's a weird division. Yeah. AFC South... 
Did the Bears make the playoffs last year? I know that's out of right field. They did. I think because I'm comparing the, the the Jaguars to the Bears. I mean, it's, well, it's a, also why I'm not high on the Bears this year. Yeah, it, because it, when they have you're a really strong off defense, defense. Yeah, but it's hard to to win. Defense wins championships, but like when it comes to regular season games, I just feel like they don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of true, and I think when you look at the last two years, I think there there is some kind of you still need good offensive play. Like you can't win purely on defense because you yeah. need to score points because the higher points wins. <laughs> Look at Kansas City. Kansas yeah. City made it to the playoffs off of just outscoring everybody. Yeah. Same thing with the Rams were decent on defense, but they weren't spectacular. No. They did they they underperformed for that talent that they had on the defense. But well, they had a lot of injuries right away, mm-hmm. especially at the corner position. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, when you think about it, they had Sue, they had uh Donald. Uh, and now, uh, even still, like uh, having Aaron Donald's a, the key part of that defense. Like everybody else is kind of like it's Aaron Donald and the L.A. Rams. Yeah. So, but the fact that their offense is so good, they just have to be average at defense or better. Yep. And they do play pretty damn well on defense, at least enough to be competitive there too. It's the same mm-hmm. thing with the Saints. The Saints don't. I don't think have an an elite level defense. But they're good enough on defense where they could stop you from scoring points. They can stop you from scoring touchdowns. I think. See, that's the team. If if you uh, or the, that's the that's the goal is like if they can if they can hold you to a field goal every drive, doesn't matter if you put up sixteen or nineteen points via field goals. They're going to score a touchdown yeah. plus those field goals. So like they can hold you to a field goal or better or less rather every drive and still beat you. You know, you're going to have to put up 21 or more points to beat them Yeah, on their bad days. You know? and, and, well, that's why the problem with uh, the the Cowboys last year is they were not scoring a lot of points. They had a, The Cowboys' defense was actually good last year, but they were not scoring points until they got Amari Cooper. And even when they got Amari Cooper, they weren't scoring that much better. They were doing better. Yeah. So, basically, this is the NFL where you have to score points. Like, mm-hmm. and... But I could definitely see a resurgence from Saxonville, and I could see a, a falling from Chicago Bears, especially because they no longer have Vic Fangio. So we were talking about the Texans side of the, these two trades. Where again, they're they basically first off, we we've already credited Seattle for winning. Mm-hmm. Miami's a win too. Depends on well, it, it's not a win for the fan base for right now. I mean, oh, not for right now, but like I mean, you got at this point trade Rosen, trade everybody, get as much as you can. I, yeah, but I think that's what these first, f- the two first rounds. I mean, uh, Rappaport said yesterday that over the next two years they have four first rounds and four second rounds, and so you, I guess it's two from each year. Going into next year's draft, those are potentially they can move, just move those pick back and and get even more on top of it. This is going to be basically they're redoing what the Browns tried to do. My only thing is and something I wanted to address is that the CBA is coming up. So this ability to manipulate the the contracts for the rookie wage scale might not be like with with the new CBA it might be tweaked differently. You might not have as much of a leverage with this with the rookie wage scale as you you currently do. So you might be playing for the future, but we don't know what the future is going to be. Now, I don't think I think it's still going to be a similar process, but there is a risk here inherent in this. We're going to play off this draft pick process and we're going to try to accumulate picks and make a 
a very flush roster at the bottom and make it a very young, cheap roster. I think there's a risk here that they, uh, especially if if the players get a little bit more than what they're asking for, if they manage to actually strike and they manage to actually negotiate well, there is an opportunity here for the players to to change the the way the CBA is. Now they haven't necessarily been a good union, but no. But this is I, why this this strategy right now is a little risky in my view. I feel like though contract wise, they are satisfied. I feel like if the main points of the new CBA were to be brought up today, I think they want to take some of the power away from Goodell. Because I mean, I think they also want to add marijuana, like allow them to. Well, I th and that's my whole thing is like that. I feel is going to be the focus of the CBA coming up is like taking away power from Goodell as far as suspensions and like what he can and cannot do, which they basically agreed for last time mm -hmm. because of the money. I think it's going to be opposite this time as far as they want more control for themselves and they'll be willing to stick with what they currently have as far as veteran contracts, draft uh, rookie contracts and stuff like that. And keep in mind, it's not rookies who get to, it's not the incoming rookies who get to vote on this. So the people who are the, the least affected, the people who are most affected have the least say. Right yeah, now. yeah. That's the problem with the CBA. Yeah. I mean, I, have you seen some of the fines that have came out over for the preseason? No, I haven't. Actually. There's been, like, weird fines. And, uh, like, Leonard, I'll pay attention to the one I saw. Like, Leonard Williams, uh, not Leonard Williams, the new one, Quinn and Williams. Quinn and Williams got fined. He's got all the Williamses. Yeah, he, uh, he, he got fined for hitting Matt Ryan $22,000 for a preseason hit against Matt Ryan. I mean... That's a lot of money from a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> During a preseason Keep game. Keep in mind, he is a top five pick. So I get he's it. He's a top a five. More, I, but, like, but I understand what you're saying. It's preseason to the point where, yeah, I get it. We don't want anyone to get hurt during the preseason. But you can't be like handing out $20,000 fines for someone who was literally playing his first game in the NFL. Well, not only that, but this is one of the things I always find weird about that is you can't do that in any other industry. Like you can't be working at FedEx and then you fucked up a box and they fine you. Or, or yeah, like you, you, you failed to uh, drive around the pothole and the tire on our truck popped. Yeah, they now can't. You've, now we're we're fining you ten thousand dollars. Yeah, they and can't do that in any the, other industry. But for football, they're allowed to. That yeah. never made any sense to me whatsoever. And I get it. The money goes to a good cause. Because that money does get like donated in some way or somehow, but also like there was no penalty called on the play either, and like he really he hit him he hit him good like it was like they find him for a regular season hit during the preseason. I mean that's like literally what it was, and it's just like crazy that he has the control and there's no challenging it. Like as far as like when they find you, there's no challenging it. Like well, there can, is an appeal process. You can appeal a fine, or can you only appeal suspensions? Because I feel like that was something. Like when they get a fine, they just accept their fines. Well, we don't always know the the process. They might have already appealed it by yeah, the point that you're hearing like about. Yeah, I mean, because none of that stuff's made public until they make it public. Yeah, that they they're either already appealing it. Sometimes you'll hear about a suspension, and they've already gone through the appeal process. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question because you might remember better. The referees went on strike the year before the CBA, the players went on strike, correct? Or was it vice versa? Like, I think it was after. Uh, after. Because that's what I, I want. I want rules for referees. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm really getting fed up. Like now, like think about it, you can challenge uh, um, pass interference. 
and they you can challenge all these things and the referees never get crap ever and like i just feel like there needs to like well that was they, a question last year they were like the first time they fired a referee mid-season or something yeah it was, and i get like that they can fire the referee but like at the end of the day like i feel like referees should just i mean there needs to be more checks and balances <laughs> to me after watching the preseason i feel like the referees are just calling it's it's like it's like almost getting like pulled over by a police officer like if, if a police officer pulls you over he can find something to to yeah. give you a ticket for it's well, like, it's that like holding happens, yeah holding Offensive. happens on every play yeah and there's a, a certain like, there's a certain way it's like it's if it's close enough to the play they won't call it or if it's far enough away from the play like they're not going to call it uh, holding happens on pretty much every play and it's the when they call it they're calling it because of a specific reason or also the way you're holding them too yeah like you know you, you, can't, you can't put a guy, bring in a guy lock. and you can't bring him down to the ground yeah stuff like that and i get that my whole thing is is, is it's just like if you're not going to call everything you're not going to call anything and that's then they do call it so then you you can obviously tell that they're picking to call some things picking to call other things and it's not well now right now the big question is this ability to to question the referees be able to throw a challenge flag and question challenge them. a penalty yeah yeah and why can't you do it on every play you know like why can't i challenge a face mask why can't i challenge holding could you imagine if you could challenge holding i mean you'd suddenly have holding on every like you you'd would literally oh i don't holding. like that play i'm gonna throw the challenge flag exactly now the grant the thing is you only get two or three games so now you have and, to pick when you're using it See, like that's why a lot of people. That's why you saw a lot of coaches do it in the preseason, is they yeah, want to test. They want to see where it's at. And my whole thing is like, all right, you have those meetings to discuss, like uh, whether they're going to allow it or not. Shouldn't they also be discussing like what the penalty of pass interference is, what it entails, why it's called? This way, well, that I'm those sure they coaches are. Don't have to test it out. I mean. I think that's what the, the a lot of them are trying to figure out right now. I mean, I'm sure I, they all know. I've seen a change in pass interference every year for five years. For the last five years, at least. I remember five years ago, you remember the rule? Like, you had to face the ball? Like yeah. You, like, now you don't. Now you can, uh, I guess, essentially shade the receiver. That's legal as long as you don't make contact. Now... Well, I think that was that was always legal as long as you didn't make contact. Well, the the idea was like if you interfered with the pass, so they they five years well, you ago interfere with the player, yeah, in the pass, correct. So so five years ago, I remember like you know how they always target something in the preseason to like mm -hmm. make the players and the coaches aware that this is how it's going to be. Five years ago, that was the big talk. It was like, well, the the defender has to be facing the ball, make eye contact with the ball in order to defend a pass well and that's if they're if they make contact with the receiver uh, there was a thing about uh in college you're not allowed to do that though you correct can't, you you can't do the what's there's another uh i'm trying to think of the word also sean avery was actually the reason they got that goalie um in hockey they actually did that for sean avery they in, implemented that rule because he used to just stand in front of the goalie and like block his vision and um, I think we're going to see a lot of things with penalties going into this year. I think it's going to be – I think people are going to get frustrated for two weeks and they're going to stop calling certain things. It's like last year when they kept on calling the uh, roughing the passer yeah, roughing on, the like, passer. every play. See, but they, they kept calling. Like, I, I don't see, like – Like, Clay Matthews got a roughing the passer hit, like, every three minutes. Correct. 
And like that's the other thing. Like why? I mean, I see. I'm. Can gonna you believe f- he's on the Rams now? Yeah, that that, oh, yeah, that blows my mind. That that he's on the Rams. I forget that. Like, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, where is he now? I just I just don't get. Like, okay, where can you hit the quarterback now? You can't hit him like knees down, thighs down, basically also chest it, up. Yeah, it's basically chest to groin. Yeah, and also if you, if you also tackle, also if you tackle him in the right spot, if you bring him down to the ground, make sure that you are on don't no land part on of him. him. Like, don't land on him. We got to make it, so. And then, like, the mobile quarterback is the quarterback that's coming up in, in things. So now, like, okay, we got fast quarterbacks that know they can't get tackled. Well, that's why they're, they've been less willing to call it on running quarterbacks because when they're a runner, they, that's why that was a big thing with Cam Newton a couple of years ago and, is people were complaining that Cam Newton wasn't getting those calls. But the problem is Cam Newton would run, would become a runner and run. Yeah, And that, that's when that changes. When you are now a runner... Of course. I mean, that, that's the thing. Now, the other thing was, like, um, I believe there's a penalty called in the Jet-Saints game um, on one of the linebackers on the Jets who hit Alvin Kamara. And Alvin Kamara was running with the ball, <laughs> and, and uh, there was helmet-to-helmet called on the play. Defenseless I mean, receiver, helmet-to-helmet, like... So well, you're not allowed to tackle with your helmet. That, that's... Uh, if you're running the ball and I lower my head to hit you, that's called a tackle. <laughs> if you get lower than me or I get lower than you, that's what the that's. I mean, going back to well, okay, so you're saying football, he, he actually he went and guarded himself and exactly okay. like uh, if a if a running back lowers his head like like running backs do when they get tackled and you are tackling him and your helmet's hit. I mean, this is my point. At one point, is all the concussion protocol? Are they going to say like, "All right, our helmets are all good right, enough. all right"? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Our helmets are good enough where we can allow helmet to helmet. Well, it's, that's never going to happen. Of course. So then, why You're change never the have helmets? A B, get your old helmet. You're allowed to wear it, as far as I'm concerned, because it doesn't matter. Because all the rules, all the rules protect you anyway. I like this conversation. We'll, we'll go back to it a little bit. No, we got way too much to talk yeah, about. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll go back to it another time as far oh, yeah, as yeah. where the penalties are going. But uh, let's go back to Miami real quick because they also traded away Kiko Alonso and got Vince uh, Vince Beagle from the Saints. They just seem to be stripping down the roster and getting guys that, like, I don't think they intended to trade the Tunsil, but when somebody offers you a big amount of money, oh, yeah. a big amount of picks, and you, you look at, like, the Texans traded more for Tunsil than the Chicago Bears traded for Khalil Mack last year. And the di- also, one of the big fuck-ups on the Texans' end is they didn't extend Tunsil when they were doing it. Correct. And so now they're going to be stuck paying him through the nose when he comes up for contract, and he's going to be the highest-paid tackle in the NFL. Well, because he has all the power. Yeah, because well, you traded two first-rounders and a second-rounder for me, now he's got two more years left on his contract, but when those two years come up, dude, how much money do you, he's going to be making? Twenty million a year as a left tackle. They should have extended him now because they can. He's three years in. So I guess the gas mask never really hurt him. No, well, I guess when you're that good, I mean, he wasn't his first year. He wasn't that great, but he no. got better and better. And at least for pass blocking, he's a really good pass blocker. So. I don't know. The Texans, I, I'm glad I'm not a Texans fan because if it ends up being like, th- there's a lot of volatility here. It, it, and listen, they might make it to the Super Bowl this year, but I don't see this going very well in the long I just term, especially because like you you're going to have to extend Watson, extend Tunsil. Um, when did J.J. Watt sign? He signed last year? He resigned? His, his extension. 
I think it was like, was it a five-year, $100 million extension when he first did it? So he's got to be coming up. Maybe he did a couple-year extension. That's coming up as well? Yeah. <laughs> they're, I mean, they have cap space, but also you got to keep in mind now there's no ownership. They got to figure all that out too. Well, yeah, and anytime you trade a draft pick for a player, remember that you're always losing cap space. Your your picks don't cost you anything. In, the in, the, in comparison, unless mm-hmm. you're spending it on a, you're spending a top pick on a running back, then it's the same as actually just signing a running back in free agency. Mm-hmm. So, Miami looks like they're going full tank. Like I said before, who else could they even trade at this point? Miami? Yeah, I think they have Xavier Howard. Well, if Fitzpatrick comes out and throws four touchdowns week one. <laughs> You're going to trade Fitzpatrick to who? Colts. <laughs> yeah, I, well, if, if Brissette gets injured, if there's something, something like that. If something bad happens on that end, I could see them trading. But basically, they have two assets left right now. They've got Xavier Howard, and they got Josh Rosen. And if somebody came to me for Who are wide receivers, Devontae Parker, yeah. well, he's at the end of his career, really. Well, he's at the end of his contract. contract they extended him one year. So, but really it was, so he was on his uh, fifth year option and they extended him a year on it. But basically all they did was split the amount cause they could have just cut him. Mm-hmm. but they, they kept him in Miami. They could trade him, but I don't know what you would get for Devontae Parker. They got Parker. the cornerback too, right? Xavier Howard. That's really, well, they just extended him. Don't they have, um. Minka Fitzpatrick. Yes, I don't think they're trading him. He's so young that it do- it doesn't make sense to trade him. He's an asset that you want to keep on the team. That just like they have Wilkins, just like they they have assets on that team. Larry Tunsil. Oh, no, nah, no. See, like Larry Tunsil was young to me. Like I like it wasn't too long ago. Well, he was on the end of his contract. They're gonna yeah. have to come up Three and years. extend him. Yeah. So, but they got and they weren't. I don't think they were planning on trading him. What they did is they got listen. Texans came to him with an offer they couldn't refuse. Yeah. So they said, all right, we'll we'll take him. So Miami is going to be uh, it's going to be a sad year for Miami. It's going to be an easy out. Basically, everybody who plays Miami this year, I think they're going to get a win. If you lose to Miami, you're I don't know what you're doing. The Giants play the Miami. <laughs> I think the Giants can beat them. I think the Giants can beat them also, but I think that's going to be your uh, toilet bowl this year. Oh, well, at least the Giants have an offensive line. That's okay. Like at least they have something. They they got Saquon. They yeah. should win. They should, yeah, they should, and they I think should. their defense is actually going to be slightly better than, than what they. Like, I think they're, I think the Giants, their defense is going to be decent. So just any given Sunday, though, remember that. Absolutely. So, I mean, since the Browns play them this year, I'm happy. Yeah, I mean that's going to be a you. You guys get to play them twice. Dumb. That's going to be a dumb game to watch. They're gonna. I don't think they're gonna be as. I don't think they're. Gonna, I, like, I still thought they a, weren't gonna be an easy. I don't out. think there's gonna be another Miami miracle this year against the Patriots. That's Ooh. for sure. This yeah. Ooh. So Miami, zero uh, and sixteen, maybe one and sixteen. They get lucky. Yeah, and we Dude, can I, I, we can see them have the top pick in the draft and trade it. I, I think it'll happen. I absolutely think it'll happen. At least trade back. I do yeah. think that's gonna happen. And also, what my question is: Is Flores? A scapegoat? Is that the whole reason why they signed him to be the head coach? Is just so they could fire him in two like, years? Hey, would you like to be a head coach in the NFL and do nothing except for next year when you're not a head coach in the NFL? Be able to say that one time you were a head coach in the NFL. Well, you make no, not for nothing. You make bank as a head coach. You you make you make a good amount of money. That's that's the thing about being a head coach in the NFL is you make life changing money. Yeah. So. 
that's why he did it. It's like, this is my one shot to be a head coach. Okay, I'll do it. The, you know, like, you could assign Tom Sula or you could sign this guy, but you're getting a guy in there to be like, okay, we're we're, we're changing the, the – like, we're – we know we're tanking. We'll just sign a, a head coach that's going to be a throwaway head coach. And I think that's what they did with Flores. You think they might be targeting a head coach? I think they're going to be waiting and seeing. I don't know if they have a specific person in mind yet. McCarthy. No. You don't think so? No. Anyway, uh, there's some other news that happened. Uh, I think the some? big one. There's a lot some, of news. Yeah, there was a lot. <laughs> well, it's cut. people got cut. It's uh, People got traded. LaShawn McCoy got cut by the Bills and then got signed by the Chiefs. But we talked about it. We called it. We called it early. Yeah. That was like a month ago. Yeah, that was on this podcast. We, we called it. And that's why you got to subscribe because you're getting tips. You're getting tips. Spoiler alerts in real life. You wouldn't have drafted LaShawn. Well, I don't think anybody drafted LaShawn McCoy. But Damian Williams' stock, man, like that's the fantasy question mark there. I also, I, I, maybe we'll tag on the fantasy re- response to fine. another. But I think it's fine. I think he'll be fine. Damian Williams is a clear number one guy there. Carlos Hyde though came from the Kansas City Chiefs as well though, right? They tra- well. That's what I'm saying. They, they traded, traded him Cal- to the Texans. Carlos. So that so that's I mean LaShawn McCoy is going to be Hyde's replacement in a sense, and I don't think uh, I think to be honest with you, same player. Last year I was reading up on McCoy. He he only got like 500 yards last year. Dude, their all um, their O line was trash. They had Josh Allen who was on his rookie, you know rookie games and you had nathan peterman like they were if you also remember though we were we were skeptical skeptic skeptical of of even mccoy wasn't even gonna play last year though because he he had well he also had that incident that happened last year as well oh yeah his career was over and that just blew in the wind where'd that go well because it was i i because he wasn't, yeah, it was like uh, it disappeared. We, they said that he he, he paid the, people to go ahead and break into his ex's house. The last I forgot about the that. last yeah, thing wow. I heard was that like it wasn't. I think his, it was dropped. Was yeah, what uh, and yeah. I mean, I just don't. Uh, well, we we won't hit that subject again about how things just the commissioner owns and other things he just forgets about. So yeah, I well Tyreek Hill, <laughs> Tyreek Hill. I mean, I'm I'm a Jet fan, so I'm I'm a little biased. I'm pissed. Fucking Josh Gordon is is still a player. Well, that's because he he plays for the Patriots. Well, no, no. If he played for any other team, like I get it, it's marijuana, and we're working towards the legality of it. And players well, also because when you're at that point, it's weird. There's it's something a, about no matter what it is. I don't care if it was like he he didn't know how to wipe his ass the right way. How many times do you have to tell someone not to do it, and then they do it anyway? Yeah, no, I, I that part I agree with. Everybody's so. playing by the same rules. Why should he be able to come back so easily? You, know, I, I don't also don't know what necessarily he was he was suspended for. Did he fail a drug test or? Yeah. All right. Um, I I listen. I I think McCoy wanted to win. He sees the Chiefs as his opportunity. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Towards the end of his career as well. I I thought it was two teams. I thought. I put I think on the Instagram I put up four op- uh, like options that were potentially for potential for him to go to, but I think the two that and the two that were mentioned that were in the real running were the Chargers and the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and there were real offers from both those teams for yeah. him to go there. The- Chargers because I think they're trading Melvin Gordon, and the Chiefs because I mean, listen, he's got a relationship with Andy Reid. Somewhere in the back of my head, I thought Eagles. I didn't think the Eagles really they quick, have Miles I Sanders. It, I don't think they really need him. I, I think they. I think he would have just been a perfect depth running back going back to home. He, he'd go home. That kind of. I move. can understand that but, going home again. 
You but, hit on you hit on LAC. Well, also Anthony Lynn. He has a good relationship with Anthony Lynn. That was the guy who was his running backs coach when he was in Buffalo, and he had one of his best seasons. So, I that was a potential thing, and also because they, one of the things that we're we're bringing up, uh, Chargers have granted Melvin Gordon permission to go ahead and seek a trade. Yep, that's big news because a it, I think it means that Melvin Gordon's playing this year. I think he's playing this year. I think he's not playing for LAC. Even well, here's the thing: he might go seek a trade, and all these teams are going to say, "Well, how much is it going to be for me to extend you?" And this is maybe what the the Steelers should have did with. Le'Veon Bell last year because now he gets to look at the market his his agent now gets to call everybody and say what would you be willing to pay to have our guy and if they all say it's the same as the the Chargers why would why wouldn't you just stay with the team you're on that you had success with this is what this is why uh I think the Steelers should have did this with Le'Veon Bell last year listen you want to see what the market is for you on the outside we'll give you permission to go talk to other teams and then you, you'll get an idea of what your value is. We'll, we'll say you can't talk to anybody in the AFC North. Like, you know, I'm sure they said Melvin Gordon's not allowed to talk to anybody in the AFC West. But go ahead and check out the other teams. And now you get to see if our contract's right. I don't know why more teams don't do this. I mean... Well, maybe they're at risk of saying, hey, you know what? We'll pay you twice as much. Exactly. You want to see the market. This is the market. But exactly. the other end of it is everybody was saying the Steelers offered them a fair deal. Well, if the Steelers had done that to Le'Veon Bell last year and let him go talk to other teams, he would have been like, uh, okay, it's maybe not much more anyway. Oh, they're not going to guarantee me money anyway. Yeah. Because um, you saw it also with uh, Jadavian Clowney and the Texans and the Seahawks. Jadavian Clowney was able to say, listen, do you want to trade me and you can get a pick back and like, you know, I'll go play for this other team. And So where do you think uh, Melvin Gordon might land? Melvin Gordon's an interesting one because the teams that I had originally liked for him, well, like, not going to the Chiefs. Yeah, think about a team with money, team with nothing. Well, the starting the rebuild. The Colts would have been a good team. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Okay, you got the right state. You what? You think it's going to be? It's not going to be the Miami Dolphins. Because what are the Miami? Miami's not going to buy in on a running back. They're not going to pay him money. That doesn't. That goes against what they're trying to do. I think the teams that make sense are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts could actually make a lot of sense because you know he's better than Marlon Mack. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they got a good offensive line to block for uh, for a running back, premier running exactly. back. Exactly. So he would be behind the best offensive line he's ever had in his career. And now you've also taken a little bit of stress off of Jacoby Brissett because now he's got a a running back who he can rely on, he could check it down to. And if you're not sticking with Jacoby Brissett after the year, you're probably trading for a quarterback or you're you're drafting one. Mm-hmm. So you, you're either trading for Josh Rosen or you're trading trading for Miami's first pick. Yeah, trading <laughs> up to go ahead and get to a tagala and having Melvin Gordon there, a guy who is a a big strong running back who has who can catch out of the backfield, who can break tackles, who can make stuff go. Like he was behind one of the worst offensive lines. Imagine behind a good one. So the Colts would make sense. I think he would make sense on the Buccaneers who don't really have anybody over there. Um, I can't think of like any like NFC. Like maybe the you know who would be interesting would be the Seahawks. Seahawks. I was even thinking the Rams. 
if if girly if girly continues i'm talking to the floor if girly um continues to to have problems and green bay packers yeah what's green bay's space like though do they have enough money to sign him you know i mean just to know you're gonna be playing with aaron Rodgers and i don't think melvin he gordon, would be the best running back there melvin gordon seeks a trade and takes less money think well wanted... you can get guarantees though see i think the the problem that most of these guys are having it's not the it's it's not the money it's the the guarantees mm -hmm. it's how much money am i gonna get get guaranteed out of this contract if green bay is like we'll give you more guarantees or we'll do this or we'll, we'll find a way to work with you and also listen like not for nothing la chargers they seem to kind of always fall apart a little bit so you go to a better you go to a team that's better opportunity to get a ring even if he says listen you know what i'll play there for one year but i get a ring on the, the green bay packers mm -hmm. on my uh on my fifth year option why not yeah even just if they gotta don't freeze my ass off for it yeah but now all of a sudden, yo forget about it now that team is a whole different level of goat correct and then and then coming off that year you're gonna get whatever kind of money you wanted anyway yeah you get to really you get to be on the big screen you are in you're in green bay one of america's sweetheart teams i think that that's one of those teams that really like honestly i think more people like the packers than they like the cowboys as far as america's team goes so what do you think about the patriots think that's a possibility doesn't seem like were, Belichick's style though they were they I heard they were one of the teams that was looking after looking for McCoy or at least a running back well McCoy was probably about six million cheaper yeah I get that but I feel like Melvin Gordon's gonna be what about Buffalo Buffalo coming back to Buffalo I just don't see him going to a team like I said like Buffalo I, no, no, not not LeSean McCoy, but no, Melvin no, I'm Gordon. saying Melvin Gordon. I don't think I don't, I see Melvin Gordon going to a, a contender. Well, if they're trading him, and keep in mind now, say Buffalo gets a guy who they they spent a lot of resources on the offensive line. They got a rookie running back, a rookie quarterback, and now you got a, a quarterback, a running back who can catch out of the backfield. Who I, I was thinking for a bit, the Texans. That was actually one of the first ones I thought when like when I was thinking they were going to trade him like a few weeks ago. Like when he first requested the trade, problem is the Texans now don't have any assets to trade. Like, yep. what are they going to trade? A third rounder, a third rounder this year, and a third rounder? Now? Well, they don't even have a third rounder. DeAndre they don't have Hopkins. anything. <laughs> they literally don't have anything. Yeah. Um. So we got down to we also have McKinnon was put on IR. He's done. Yeah, it, dude, he's made he's made fifteen million not playing for the San Francisco 49ers. But if anything, he's making the argument as to why you don't sign running backs to long term high guarantee contracts. Yep. So that I think that's hurting guys like Melvin Gordon and Zeke Elliott and forget about Zeke Elliott. Dude, right now Zeke Elliott, I can't ever tell. Like five minutes later oh, we're close on a we're close on a deal. We're not close on a deal. We are near the deal. We are away from the deal. The recent report, I actually like the way uh, Rappaport worded it. Let me just find it real quick. Um, he said that the they were closer today uh, than they were yesterday, which is when the initial report came out that they were looking to do a deal over the weekend. Um, and he said that, where is this guy? He posts so much now he won't show up in my field. There he is. Hold on. Oh, Ja'Kai Polite, who we were just about to talk about. Yeah, talk about that while I look this up. So, Ja'Kai Polite 
third-round pick by the Jets this year got cut. He has been waived by the new GM, and he went through waivers unclaimed. He is now a Seattle Seahawk. Oh, okay. Yep. He was signed. Well, he's on their practice squad. Signed to the well. Yeah, that's because the, the Jets said that they didn't want him in the practice squad either. So I uh, I think that was an attitude thing. Although yes, it was like a it, it wasn't his pick. Well, also Greg Williams didn't like him, and that the, was one of the big reports. I think I think he didn't like him because of his attitude. The the old regime and Adam Gase liked him, and this is one of the issues I had with the way they they did everything. Now I like Greg Williams, but you have to have a coach that wants Greg Williams as their D coordinator. Part of the big problem with McCagnan and doing their their uh, head coach interviews is they said they wanted a guy who was specifically going to take on Greg Williams as a D coordinator. Like they, they like, that's why Matt rule turned down the job. Mm -hmm. Now I think Adam Gase, I would rather have Adam Gase than Matt rule. Cause if you're taking a guy who's been in the NFL and you've seen at least some, uh, you know, we're not relitigating the whole, uh, head coaching hire here, but apparently Adam Gase and McCagnan were on the right side. On, uh, we're on the same side with that. But, 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 I just I heard that his attitude was bad, and we have to remember that he was actually handed, in a way, the starting position with Copeland being um, suspended. Yeah. Uh, so there's your rookie guy making the starts, and actually, what was funny was during the week four game, listening to the radio before the game, or the preseason week game, uh, week four game, they said like, uh, "Don't expect polite to play tonight because he is the starter in the position," and he didn't play. And he never played again. <laughs> so he's going to have fun on the Seahawks. That's a cool defense to play for. Well, he's on the practice squad. He's not even on the actual team. So I feel like the guy has a ton of potential, but he might just be a head case. Maybe. And, uh, well, oh, that was another one. You, you remember Sua Cravens? Was uh, was released by the Broncos, and they, they said that the, you know, because Vic Vangio wanted him to, to win the safety job if he was going to be on the team. That was one of the ones I noted because I, I paid attention to, to his response. He, he was the guy who retired last year on the Redskins, then got traded to the Broncos. And he's kind of a good hybrid safety linebacker guy. So they they caught him knowing that, like, apparently Vic Vangio doesn't like that. He wants you to either be a safety or be a linebacker. He doesn't want the nickel linebacker role in his defense, which is kind of weird. But, you know, if that's your defense, you want to do what you want to do with it. Um. But so he got released. But this is another guy who he he came out about why he wanted to be off the Redskins, and it was the same issue that he had with as Trent Williams. So I don't know. Redskins are a mess. Yeah. By the way, how I, I had uh, tweeted this the other uh, yesterday when all this was going down. How crazy would it be? I, I don't think they're going to do this because he's old. If Miami went around, turned around and traded a second rounder for Trent Williams, or traded traded something for Trent Williams, I would. Imagine if they trade Xavier Howard and uh, like a second rounder for him. I mean, I can see them doing it. I would just start sending death, death threats to the Redskins, though, because I want well, Trent now, Williams. What? <laughs> I want him so bad. Oh, like, Trent Williams? I, yeah, well, everybody still, wants Trent Williams. And they're saying we're not trading him. They know he's not going to play. Yeah. They know it. And at this point, they're like, oh, well, he can pay the fine money for, for holding out. He's going to sue them <laughs> for more, like, all that fine money. He's going to wrap it up in a nice gift press and just add it on to yeah. his lawsuit. So, I mean, it's crazy. It's just like, 
Dude, that story was. And the thing fucked. that makes us mad uh, is like we're normal people and we know this, and it's like they're making the wrong decision and they're getting paid millions of dollars to do this for a living. Wow, what is going on? You know, like what's going on in that organization? Like, if there's two organizations right now that look like they're a mess. It's first off the Washington Redskins the most, mm -hmm. and then it's maybe followed by the Texans. But at least the Texans, it's only on the field right now. Yeah, it's not like it's not in the organization. It's well. Uh, depends on well what you see as organization yeah but it's but this is just like this is a next level ridiculous you have players you have millionaires you have players who have had to have multiple surgeries multiple players on your team have had to have multiple surgeries for for injuries that typically don't require that level like you've had multiple guys had to go back for surgery cleanups it's a mess and it is allen is a, a horrible president. Schneider's a horrible owner. Honestly, if there was a team where I wish they would kick out the fucking owner, it's the Redskins. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm surprised just seeing this. Really, it's like the first time this, like an issue like this has hit like the NFL as far as like medical staff. I'm surprised the league can't step in as far as the medical staff is con concerned. Be like, you have a guy who's... You know, we're involved now because we have to find him if he holds out. But the reason he's holding out is due to your medical staff. And, like, that's a huge issue. Yeah. So we're stepping in. We're saying you can fire him or you can give up the team. Like, it is a mess. I think that was horrible. And, I, I you know, and it's multiple players who complained about this. Mm -hmm. And I think I've been at, I've been pretty staunch on this. This is one of my, I think, my biggest issues with it. Because you're talking about, you know, he had a tumor and they lied to him about it. Yeah. And it's not that they didn't see it. They just lied to him. They lied. He doesn't trust them. And, and then you have two other players who had to go. You had Darius Geis, who's had to have multiple cleanups. You've had Alex Smith, who's had to who, forget it. The reason why Alex Smith's on the roster, but he's not playing, is because their team fucked up. Colt McCoy broke his leg. They made him not get it fixed so he could play in the playoffs, and it didn't heal correctly. Now he's on IR or on the pop. Like it's. It's a mess. And that's like that's like long-term rest of your life going to mess you up thing after the NFL, after the money's gone. Yeah. Well, hopefully the money's not gone. At that oh, point. you know. So uh, I think that wraps up the, this episode. I Just think. really quick, I wanted to touch on what, what Ian Rappaport said today about Zeke. Uh, so they've made progress on a new contract extension over the last 24 hours. They aren't there yet. Many obstacles remain. But there is some optimism, so it's going in the I right direction. I don't know direction. what any of that means. I don't know what it means. The really thing that fucks me up, he goes, the Cowboys and Zeke Elliott have made new a progress on a new contract extension over the last twenty four hours. Sources say. I, who are the sources? <laughs> Isn't he the only source? <laughs> well, he's got no. He's got sources I, in those organizations. I get. I get. Ian Rappaport and Schefter, and really, I think Rappaport's probably the lead, and then it goes yeah. to Schefter. Are, have probably the most sources in all the organizations in the NFL. I just think there's too much doubt um, associated with the word sources say. Like, but like, those guys are reliable. Like especially with Ian Rappaport, when he when he tweets something, yeah, you know it's most likely the truth. Like it's you just, know, it's just you know, it's based off of real information. It's just funny that he has to include it, even though it's like over the last 24 hours. It's like, can you just tell us if there was progress or not? We're not talking about the whole thing. Just the last 24 hours. But yeah, so I guess optimism, I guess the situation is going up. I guess now it's just a matter of how long, how long it's going to take, how low is it for it to go up all the way to an extension agreement, and how long that will take. 
do you see him missing time regardless of whether he signs or not? That's where I'm at right now. I feel like he's at least missing two weeks only because he's Jerry Jones said weeks and uh, he didn't say week. And then I just, I mean, he hasn't been, he hasn't trained one bit. I mean, is he out of shape? Well, I mean, we, so first off the, the odds of one of these running backs who have been holding out, having some kind of soft tissue injury is relatively high. Like, I think it's like odds are one of them is going to end up having soft tissue injury mm-hmm. because they haven't been practicing. They haven't been practicing at NFL speed. They haven't done a preseason game. They haven't done anything. But we've seen it with Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell ha- did not play whole summers, held out, mm-hmm. came back, played fine, didn't have a single soft tissue mm-hmm. injury. So I think it depends on their regimen. Yeah. I you know, I want to I, I sit there and give anybody a definitive answer, and I'm more worried – Specifically with Melvin Gordon, because he's had a lot of issues like that, a lot of injuries like that. So I could see that being an issue, and possibly with Zeke. But Zeke's been training. We know, like, he's at least been open about training. We don't know what's going on with Melvin Gordon because mm-hmm. he hasn't been as uh, he's not as in the media. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He's have not as recognizable either. So Le'Veon Bell, I, I was paying close attention to over the off season. Every every hour, he was posting videos of him working out and. But it's not unusual for guys who are coming off of a long holdout, and we've seen this with other positions as well, where they're doing these long holdouts, specifically a receiver. I feel like it was receivers that ended up, like when they held out, they didn't play the whole summer, they came back, and DNs. That, they're the ones who end up having some soft tissue injuries mm-hmm. during after these holdouts. So I, I do worry a little bit about it. I don't know where that puts him as far as, you know, the, your risk assessment goes. If you know he's going to play week one, I, I think he's still a first-rounder. I, I Like, right as of now, he's still a first-rounder. I agree with you. I just – maybe for the unintelligent fantasy football player. You know, if you well, if we'll you want – fantasy in another Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so, I get that. And, and uh, yeah. I – I don't know what's going to end up happening with that team. That's it's such a weird situation. And this is another thing we talked about. It's before. just been a crazy weekend, man. It's a crazy mm-hmm. weekend. So anyway, uh, you can follow the podcast at DraftVice on Instagram. Uh, uh, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. At DraftVice on Twitter. You can follow me at Brojo Death Punch. That's B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of life. Punch. Like that delicious drink you drink at parties. And uh, you can follow Steve at? Pums142 on Instagram. We have the Buy State. We have a Buy State uh, fantasy football Instagram too. We're going to definitely be active with it during the season, and that handle is Buy State Fantasy Football. B I State Fantasy Football. And uh, if you're listening to this on the iTunes, leave a review, rate it, try to get this thing uh, share it with a friend. Even if you don't like your friends, give, give it to a <laughs> friend of yours that's not in your league, and uh, or share it on your on your Twitter. And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, like, subscribe, leave a review, and uh, keep keep uh, keep in touch with the Instagram because the Instagram's got a lot of fun shit. Tune in next time, folks. Yes, do that, or I'll kill you. No murder, no murder on the podcast. It's a football podcast, of course. There's murder allowed. Oh, I woke up this morning, I'm feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to